God, we gather here this morning and we say that we need you. God, we say that your remnant is gathered. We, we've come together to worship your name. We've come to acknowledge your presence. We've come to jump into the river of life that flows freely from your throne. God, we don't want to waste time dealing with the weight of the world. We want you to deal with the weight of the world. And we've come here this morning to submit our will to your will. Just raise your voice right now because if we're going to see things done in this world, this is the posture that needs to be taken. God, we lift our voice to you this morning. We don't hold back. You are worthy and you are holy. All good and perfect things flow from you. And we honor you this morning. We worship your holy name. There is none like you. There is none like you in all the earth, in all creation. We worship you. We lift our voice and we sing. Holy Spirit, we ask this morning that you would reveal to us the Father, that you would reveal us the life in heaven. And I pray in the name of Jesus that all gathered here this morning would experience and drink from the true river of life that flows from heaven. We welcome you and we invite you this morning, if you're new here, we invite you this morning to just jump into that river. Like a hot summer's day when you're standing at the shores of a lake or a river and the only thing that will help is if you dive in. We invite you to do that right here this morning. Feel free to jump in fully to that river. Immerse yourself in what God wants to release here through us and through you. Now when, when Jesus was crucified on the day of his crucifixion, there was a temple in the city that had a, had a wall between the outer courts and the place that they called the Holy of Holies. And separating those things was a, was a very, very thick curtain, like a doorway. And the day that he was crucified, that thick curtain was torn from the top down to the bottom, signifying that anyone that would come to that place would be allowed access because of Jesus' sacrifice. I was watching the dancers and as I started to think about that very thing, they started coming together and pulling apart. I wanna say this morning that there's a pulling apart of earthly things to things that are spiritual. There's a pulling apart of things that I've been tied to the earth, uh, uh, travailing over to a release, a fullness of giving in to the Holy Spirit. There's a tearing apart that's gonna happen. How does that happen? One, you have to believe that Jesus paved the way that you're allowed in. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. You must go in. You walk into it. You walk right through the thing that's been opened for you. 
And as we do that, I promise you this, anyone that's experienced this before knows what I'm talking about. The things of the earth grow strangely dim. They start to fade away. How many people experienced that before? A lot of you. Would you like that to be a greater level of what you've experienced before? Would you like that to be a greater impartation of that before? Well, the opportunity is here this morning. God, we pray this morning. We, we recognize the sacrifice that Jesus has made. And we say that the veil has been torn top to bottom, signifying you did that. And we want to let go of the earthly realm. We want to let go of the things that tie us down. And we want to freely come into your presence in a deeper way this morning. So let's lift our voices again. Think about yourself walking towards that place. Think about yourself entering into that place. God has prepared a place. Jesus has returned to heaven to prepare a place. There's a place that has been prepared for us that we can freely come into. Now the thing about dry bones is that they don't do a very good job of singing on their own. And so what, if you're actually feeling alive at the moment, you're actually the ones interceding for the dry bones. That's what's happening. And so who would like to see the dry bones live again? So when we sing that, we're actually prophesying into the earth that the dry bones would come to life. We're prophesying into the nation that the dry bones would come to life. See, we are the redeemed ones. We are the ones that have life flowing through our bones. There's a sound that comes from the Spirit that causes the dry bones to shake. You see, there's a wind that blows from heaven that causes the dry bones to gather together. There is a sound that the people of God make. There is a word that the people of God release that causes life to spring up from the ground. What's the mandate of the church? What's the call of the church in this day? What's the sound of the church in this time? It's to create life where there wasn't life before. Come on. It's to create life where there wasn't life before. You have been born again. You have been born again into something much greater than the first birth. You have been born into that wind and that sound of heaven. And so when you open your mouth, when we open our lips, when we release our spirit, life comes up. We release life. We release life. We join with the wind of heaven and we release life. Dry bones live. Dry bones live.
see the prophet stood at a great valley and he looked into the valley. And that's like us today standing here looking into the world. We stand here looking into the valley of decision. We stand here looking, standing on the precipice of time. We look at the valley, we say, hey, things aren't right. Things aren't clear. Things seem cloudy. What do we do? Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. We declare life into the valley. We speak life into the valley. Release your sound. We intercede for the nation. We intercede for our governments. We intercede for our education system. We intercede for our family. Let there be life, the glorious one. The word of the Lord came to the prophet. The word of the Lord came to the prophet. Speak the word of the Lord. He shall have dominion. You shall have dominion. We will break through for our nation. We will break through for our families. We will break through for ourselves. He shall have dominion from sea to sea. The wings of his glory will spread across this land. The sons of righteousness will turn to face their father. And the hearts of the sons and the hearts of the fathers shall be restored to one another. The army of light army of light released from heaven the army of light released from heaven the riders on the clouds released from heaven the saints that go marching in the time of preparation is upon us trumpet that splits heaven will be sounded from above. And the one that leads the army, the one that rides on the white horse, the one with his robes dipped in blood, the one with the names written on his legs that no one knows but himself, the one with snow white hair, the one with fire in his eyes and the one with the sword that proceeds from his mouth shall lead the army of heaven and he's coming and he is coming who will prepare the way who will make ready who will put on the armor who will pick up their swords who shall take their place in the line? The time has come. Let there be light. We declare that into the earth. 
with one voice declare this as one sound as one voice shouting in Spruce Grove everyone place your hand on your heart everyone place your hand on your heart right now we're gonna declare let there be light and as we say that allow the Lord to fully release light in you right now. Jesus says in the scripture, be careful that the light in you is not darkness. Be careful that the light in you is not darkness. You remember that? God, we say, let there be light in me. And let it reveal any darkness that may be hindering what we're to release in this land. Let the light in me be not darkness. Illuminate to me your word. Your word is a light to my path and a lamp unto my feet. Your word illuminates the deepest, darkest secret. Let your word come. And let it shine deep into the darkness. Let your word come into the mind. Let it come and shake out the cobwebs. Let your word come and speak to our hearts. Let it come and make it alive and soft once again. Let your light come and reveal the works of our hands. Let us be servants unto you as volunteers. Let your light come and create a way for us to walk on the earth that we shall stand out above all others. Let there be light. Be light. Be light. Come on, one more time, let's declare, let there be light. Be light. Be light in this land. Be light. Let there be light. Be light in Canada. Be light in North America. Be light in Spruce Grove. But how, how can you say that, Pastor Ken? How can you say there's never been a brighter day? We look around and it's dark everywhere. It just seems, it just seems like it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Is God's power diminishing? Is God's influence diminishing? You see, the closer and closer we come to the, God, to the Lord's return, the closer and closer we step to that, it becomes brighter and brighter and brighter. Why are we seeing more evil manifest? Because the light is revealing it. That's why. Light comes and the darkness cannot comprehend it. And so what do we need? We don't need another great program or another great sermon we need more light we need more light 
And that starts in the depths of our heart. I'm going to say that in this next season, things that you thought were dealt with, things that you thought were done, it's going to seem like they're making a triumphant return. But they're not. What's happening is you're drawing closer and closer to the light. And anything that draws closer to the light will grow, both good and evil. And the reason that the Lord allows us to go through that is so that it's easier to distinguish what we must remove. Now here's the catch. Do not try to defend those things just saying, well, I dealt with that, I shouldn't have to deal with that again. Allow the light to reveal what's truly there and do what it takes to get rid of that thing. God, we submit ourselves to this process. We place on the armor of righteousness. We place on the armor to guard against the things that would try to pull us down once again. I see right now that things are coming and swirling against the mind. The enemy in this day knows that if he can sway the minds of the people into a political landscape, into a political decision with a majority that he can do some damage. But I will say this, that those wearing the helmet of salvation shall not hear such lies. They shall not submit to such lies. They shall rise above and they shall not be tainted by them. We place on the helmet of salvation. We guard our minds and submit them unto Christ. We claim the mind of Christ in this hour. The belt of truth. The truth holds everything together. The truth keeps your pants up. The truth holds it all in one place. <laughs> God, we desire the truth. We want the truth. Wrap it around us. See, we, we're so funny. We, we try to like do one thing really well and kind of forget about everything else. You know, you have something you're really good at and that's what you do. And anytime that it comes up, well, now you got to do this. Well, I don't really want to do that. I don't really feel it's my thing. I'm guilty. But the Lord says in this day, if you truly want to walk in the light, if you truly want to release the light, not only must you carry the armor, but you must also carry the sword. And you must also not just carry the sword, you must also wear the armor. See, a true member of the body of Christ does both. He does all things well. He reveals the truth. Yet he can serve the poor. He can take care of his family, yet he can bring righteousness into his workplace. No longer shall there be one-dimensional Christians. No longer shall there be one-dimensional servants of God, but multifaceted as of a rainbow. Because a diamond refracts light 
and light that shines from heaven seems as brilliant white, but as it touches the people, the hue of rainbows and colors, the hues of what they're capable of, capable of is revealed to the earth. The full nature of God shines from above, and he shines through us as the world might see his fullness. God, make us that. Bearers and spreaders of your light. We declare today an increase in a desire and a hunger for the word of God. We say that there is a desire in this land and a hunger in the people that wants to drink and eat up the word of God. Nothing else will satisfy. The word of God is richer. It's more beautiful. And I release a hunger in this day for your true word, the truth of heaven. We drink it up. We eat it. We fill ourselves on it. The Lord says that my house shall be called a house of prayer. If there is to be effective change in our land, if there is to be effective change in this place, there must be a people that pray. There must be a people that will cry out. There must be a people that will bring pleasure to God. Who are they? His eyes look across the earth, looking and searching, seeking out the ones that will turn his house into a house of prayer. I speak and I declare an increase in prayer in this day. That there will be a release of prayer in this house that shall far outweigh anything we've experienced up to this point. This is a house of prayer. One that the Lord can delight himself in and rest in. We pray for our land. There's an increase of volunteers in this day. There's an increase in the willingness of the volunteers of this day. I'm saying that there's a group of volunteers that will not look for payment. They will not look for, for praise from on high. There's a group of volunteers that will truly be volunteers and they're rising up in this house. It doesn't mean that they we're robots. It doesn't mean that we're just, ah, uh, just. It means that we've truly submitted ourselves to the will of God and to the people that speak the will of God to us. Full-hearted volunteers in the day of his power. And I'm saying it's increasing in this year. I'm not just talking about volunteers that help out a nursery or other things. Those will come. But it must start deep in the hearts of us. We must become volunteers. So when then it's time to worship, we worship full-heartedly. When it's time to pray, we pray full-heartedly. When it's time to intercede, we intercede full-heartedly. When it's time to serve, we serve full-heartedly. True volunteers that believe in something greater than themselves. 
like those people that volunteer for the Olympics 20 years ago that still wear the jacket. They still wear the jacket because they believed in what they did. They believed that it was doing something. How much greater is a volunteer in the kingdom of God? How much greater? We don't want to take off that jacket. Why must we do these things? Why must we do this? Because God wants a remnant. He desires a remnant. He would love for everyone to be involved, but he will use a remnant. And I want to be a part of that remnant. We want to be a part of that remnant, oh God. And we understand to be a part of that and the return of the king. There is prerequisites. There is responsibility. We count the cost right now. We say that this is an expensive journey. Sometimes you can invest in 10, 20 years, maybe you'll make a few hundred bucks. But there's an investment that volunteers learn to make. And yes, it costs a lifetime. But the return is eternal. The return is eternal. Yet we still must count the cost that yes, this will cost our lives. Yes, this will cost our quote unquote freedom. But we know that true freedom awaits. The true life awaits us. And so we volunteer now. The Lord is revealing to me right now. And he says, for those true volunteers in this day, those that would volunteer in this day, they shall not know dryness. Because he's made roadways and rivers in the wilderness. And the volunteers have a nose. They have, a, they have a, a certain smell that they've locked on to. And it's the smell of fresh water. And no matter if they're a thousand miles away in the middle of a, middle of a dry, barren wasteland, they can smell out the water. And he says, because you're a volunteer... Because your heart has turned towards me, because your neck is not stiff and unable to turn, you shall be able to smell out the fresh water in this day. And he says, do not be discouraged in this time. Even when you realize, wow, I've still got 199 more miles to go. Because you are on your way to fresh water. 
and I do not disappoint. In Revelation 22, it talks about the river of God that flows from the midst of the throne. That God wants to release that into this place, into these vessels this morning. God, I'm asking in the name of Jesus that the urgency and the rushing water that comes from the throne, that comes from the midst of the Father where He sits, would rush down to the earth and flood this place, would saturate these people, would fill the vessels to overflowing. Let your river that flows from heaven come and flood this land, melting away the driest of hearts. Release. The scripture also says that out of our innermost being will flow rivers of living water. God, I'm asking that the design and the purpose that you made, that you designed us humans with, as conduits for your living water, that we would enter and walk into the fullness and the full purpose of your design. Let the flow from heaven into the earth be established. Let the flow from heaven through your people remain true and pure. Let your river flow. I declare in this day an opening and a widening, widening of the conduits of the river of God. You're going to be able to, this is what's going to happen to you. You're going to be able to pray longer. You're going to be able to sing louder. You're going to be able to give yourself more fully when God calls on you. You see, many of us have, have done things and it looks like we're not doing anything. It's like, uh, it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything. But the Lord said, I've reserved you for a certain time. Do not be discouraged. For very soon I shall widen the conduit and you shall see the work of my hands with your own eyes. Open up. Open up the conduits, oh God. We cry out for you to open up. Open our hearts. The latter rain, the rain that has been reserved for the last days, we call it forward. Saturate this. Saturate this. Flood this place. Flood this place. We fill it with the sound of praise. We fill it with the sound of worship. Who's in a creative line of work? Who, who has to create things 
or come up with ideas to let their business or their work flourish. If you do, stand up right now. See, there's a creative flow that's about to be released in this day. There's ideas and innovations that are about to be released from heaven via this river. Holy Spirit, release the creative flow of heaven. The creator is coming. And his hand is about to be your hand. And his vision is about to be your vision. Release the creative flow in Jesus' name. Yes, open them up. Let the river flow. Let it flow, oh God. Ideas are just coming. Creativity is flowing. Wisdom is coming from above. sound of heaven I can hear the sound I can hear the sound of the river surge forth O river of God surge forth O river of God break your banks spill into the dry land surge forth O river of God Surge forth, O river of God. Fill this dry and weary land. I'm making a call to this congregation and to this body in this day. Who will release the river of God? Who will release the river of God? The things that we've cried out for the things that we've believed will come. They will come. But it does hinge upon us. It does rest upon the decision in this day. We have a choice to make. Who will let the river of God flow from them? God. Create in me a clean heart. Create in me a pure heart. Refine me as gold in the fire so that I may pour forth the living water of God. Create in us a pure heart. Create in us a pure heart. Create in us a pure heart. We fall upon your word. We humble ourselves. Do not exalt ourselves above our brothers and sisters, our fathers and our mothers. We humble ourselves. We do not lay hold of the term glorious earthen vessels. We lay hold of glory in earthen vessels. The time for the glorious earthen vessel has come to an end.
and its power is being shattered in this day. The time of the glory of the risen King, the time of the Father that sits on the throne, the time of His glory is rising above and filling the earthen vessels in this land. All will know and all will see and all shall hear of the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. We worship you. We honor you. There is none like you in all of creation. You are holy. You are worthy. You are beautiful. We worship you. All of this is for you. All of this is for you, for the glory of your name. Holy, holy. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. Oh, we long to see your face. We long to see your face. We're not satisfied without you. Oh, we pour out our blessing upon you. We honor your name. Holy One. The Holy One. Come on. Give him the glory he deserves. Give him the honor he deserves. Use your sound. Use your heart. Use your voice. Use your strength. We worship you, oh God. There is none like you. The earth is yours in the fullness thereof. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, you are so good. You are so good. is pretty wow there it goes <clears throat> I guess I'm done <laughs> God is awesome I think I pulled a muscle in my back from yelling so much <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you Lord oh God we yes. we I mean oh can you see the glorious bride I know and and my, Forget about all the other stuff. Just look at it. And Jesus is coming back for that. And he's preparing us to be that very thing. 
and it's coming soon. Ah, to see him riding in the clouds for us. It's amazing. Uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, if, if there was one thing that I would want to say, I would want to um, encourage the body that we are coming into a greater capacity. And I was, I was at the back today and just watching, and we, we attacked this morning with such vigor, passion, and then two-thirds of the way through, we kind of waned as a body. And I felt it. I felt this. Does anybody feel that way? Anybody real enough to just say? <laughs> so I came up front, and I'm like, God, would you grant us the ability to pursue you for how worthy you are of that? And how incapable am I of giving you what you are worthy of? And I, have to, I had to repent to the Lord and go, God, why? Why am I so incapable? Why is there this disconnect in me that I can't engage with God, the master of the universe? For a couple hours, I'm already lost. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, you become what you look at. Our capacity of what do we engage with? The Lord showed me years ago um, with, with in regards to entertainment. What do we entertain ourselves with? That that entertainment often messes with our head. And it's so quick and so visual and so loud and in your face. And that's the exact opposite way that God speaks to us in our spirit in the stillness and in the quiet place of revealing his glory. And so God is, is longing to pour out a capacity upon us to carry his presence. And there are requirements that he is laying out upon his body in order for us to do that. For we as a people do desire to sustain, do we not? the glory of God in this house. And we desire to see him be lifted up that he would draw all men to himself. I must encourage us, all of us collectively as a body, that God is desiring to lay more upon us. And Jesse spoke this morning about the cost. There will be a cost that we must give over a sacrifice that we must give, a preparation in our heart that we could contain the glory that God wants to pour out here. God is going to do something in the earth that will shatter our conception of who he is because it is so awesome. And God is going to use you and he's going to use me to do that. On Wednesday night, who was here on Wednesday? It was powerful. God showed me this picture of a um, magnifying glass. Jesse said, actually, a more complete picture actually would be an orb, a crystal ball, if you will. But this, this magnifying glass, what I saw was it directing light. Did anybody ever fry ants when you're young? The magnifying glass. 
start fires with it. You can focus light, right? That that was essentially our role in the earth was to focus light and to direct it to certain regions and we could literally begin to start fires. So much light could be focused. And as we as the body came into agreement, essentially we're focusing that light through prayer and intercession, through worship. We look at it every Sunday. Fires would begin to ignite. We could speak to principalities and powers and burn them because of the focused glory. I don't know. This is some pretty exciting stuff. Um, just what if God allowed us to declare the future? Think about that. Do you know what fear is? Did you know fear is actually faith? Fear is faith in evil. And what's terrifying about fear is that as we fear something and then that thing happens, it only engages our fear more. And it affirms that our faith in the dark was in fact real, tangible, and it happened. And God is delivering us from fear. He is turning our faith to go, what would you have the capacity to believe could happen. What if he was coming back for a bride that was spotless and without wrinkle? Why do we fear the future? Why do we fear the darkness? Ken was singing about that this morning. We look all around and see darkness. And who's overwhelmed by that? Who's like, oh my God, get me out. Do you see what's happening in the schools? Do you see what's happening in the nations? Do you see, do you see? And that fear can consume us. And God is going, enlarging your capacity for my presence. You become what you look at, what you gaze upon. And as we gaze upon him and as we are consumed into his likeness and into his image, we now have the capacity to focus light and to begin igniting fires across the earth. What could the earth look like if the fullness of God was revealed? The fullness of God. And where we ended this morning, our time of worship, was the, the peak Simply exalting God. It isn't about singing a song anymore. It isn't about trying to get the tempo right. It isn't about the rhythm and the, the key and the crescendos and the. No, it's just about God. Exalting God. And at that point we came to, that is, that is the, the journey that God is calling us to. Will you exalt me? If I be lifted up. I will draw 
So I want to encourage you as a body. God is drawing us to a place where we have the capacity to honor him as he is worthy of it. Father, would you fill us? Holy Spirit, right now, would you pour over this body? Pour over this body. For those who can persevere for a moment longer. There's revelation available of who Jesus is, of what the power of the Holy Spirit is, and freedom from deceptions. A while ago, I saw a picture of a kite flying in the air and all of a sudden the wind stopped and the kite fell to the earth I declare this day that that is a picture of what deception is doing right now it has flown upon the wind but we speak peace to that wind and deceptions must fall to the earth like a kite with no wind So begin declaring that over your mind, even now. Begin declaring that over your understandings of who God is. Every deception that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, torn down. In Jesus' name. We speak silence to that wind. You be still. Every swirling deception be broken. In Jesus' name. For we are coming into a greater revelation of who he is. Who he is. And now that that veil has been torn, we enter into God. Father, revelation right now, I declare it over our body who we are as sons and daughters. The ability to sustain praise. The ability to gaze upon your presence and to see you as you are. We exalt you today and we rejoice in the work that you are doing within us. We celebrate that you are good, that your mercy endures forever. And we pray like Jesus prayed, would your kingdom come, would your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We love you and we bless you. Amen. That was awesome. You know, because it is learning how to condition ourselves to be in his presence.
right? We have conditioned ourselves, you know, to be on our phones, to be playing games, to be doing this, to be doing that. We've conditioned ourselves well. And God is saying, can you condition yourself to be in my presence? Why is it so awkward? Why is it so hard? Why do we want to quit after 15 minutes? Well, because there's a spiritual battle. And the enemy doesn't want us in the presence of God. But I want to hear the word. I want to hear this. You're going to hear that. That will flow from here many times. But today was a practical, practical time for each of us to condition ourselves to rest in the presence of God. Because in his presence, ready for this one? This is great. Psalm 16, verse 11. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is the fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. God, may we be in your presence. The fullness of joy. Pleasures forevermore. Condition us. Shift our hearts. Shift our minds. Show us, Lord, where we've conditioned ourselves otherwise. And today, God, we repent where we have bit that bullet. We want to be in your presence. So may the Lord bless you. May he speak to you as you go home today. May he challenge you to be in his presence daily and not put a time limit on it. Because as we learn to do that, we will find him. Seek and you will find. So bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.